0: Inspiration now in session. Inspire God's people. Inspire God's people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's people. How are you doing, yeah? Sometimes I literally sit and wonder the most random things. Like, who was the first person to ever do a run while they were singing? You know what I'm saying? Cause we don't know, the word don't really tell us. Like, was Adam? And Eve, you know what I'm saying, chilling around the garden. Probably sometime after she, uh, you know, presented this fruit and messed my man up, and they didn't eat this fruit. And that's probably when singing came along. You know what I'm saying? Because you sitting around mad in the garden, depressed? Ooh, 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 ooh. That literally makes no sense. I have no idea why I just said that. Anyway. Look, when I was a kid, I literally start, okay, I got to stop doing this. I just noticed that I start off mostly every show with some childhood memory. What's wrong with me? I can't let it go or something? Like, grow up, Jay. I don't know what's going on with me right now. Y'all got to excuse me. But sometimes I think about like elementary school. I was in the choir, believe it or not. I've always been like pretty involved in school. You know, I was in choir in elementary. I was the lieutenant of safety patrol. I was one of the head drummers. Like, yeah, I hooped. I did a whole lot. And I guess being active for me, especially growing up in the inner city, when I think about it, being active is what really kept me out of trouble. And I don't know what would have happened if I wasn't doing those things, but I guess I just always found something to be interested in. I'm even like that as an adult, to be honest. Like, I'm always interested in something. Interested, couldn't say it. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't get the word out. But you know what I mean? I kind of stay on my, you know, brothers and sisters about my nephews and nieces and stuff because I think kids these days, you know, we talk a lot about phones and social medias. And that's just because I study a lot of psychology. And when you really look at what that stuff does to people's, you know, mind and how it just changes your behavior, I think it's dangerous, like how soon we put a phone in a kid's hand. And just want the phone to like do all the work. You know what I'm saying? Because it's that interpersonal, like relationships is what make life worth living. When you think about it, God created Adam, and it's like, yep, you know what? I don't think you should be lonely. You need some help. We're going to create this woman right here for you. And I think that's something that we should think about. Like, if you were the last person on earth, it would be very, very, boring. So people like each other. So we got to love each other. We have to interact with each other. Like it can't just be all digital, you know? And so I don't know, like, I guess I just worry sometimes about these kids because all they have is the phone. And sometimes that phone is just representing access to something that you don't have no business doing, like for kids and adults, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm just learning. I'm finding value and human interaction and just getting around people, sitting around people, talking to them, learning. And I think that's how we grow. You know, um, I remember being in a choir in fifth grade. Her name was Miss Weir. That was the teacher's name um, and the instructor for choir. Um, she was also she was the music teacher and she was the instructor if you wanted to be in choir. And I could just remember being in music class and choir rehearsal. We used to literally sing this song about Noah's Ark. How did it go? It was like who built the ark. Noah, Noah, who built the ark. Brother Noah built the ark. And it was this kid, he was a different religion, I'm not gonna say his name or his religion, and he could never sing the song. And I remember in elementary school, I was just thrown off like, man, like, he was cool. He was my like my homeboy too. I'm like, why you can't sing the song? You know kids ain't got no sense. You just be to say anything to another kid like, why you can't sing? What's wrong with you? Kids are horrible, man. Um, But it got me to thinking about Noah. That's what I said all that to say. I was thinking about Noah. And like, a lot of us want a handout in life. Like, we want things just to be given to us. You know, and I'm always talking about the process. You know, because I really believe that. Like, I really believe the things that I'm sharing with you on this show. But when I think about Noah and the ark and that whole story, it's like, Man, God didn't give Noah an ark. God gave him a blueprint. So it's like Noah built the ark, but it was God's plan. And that to me represents a living, breathing version of faith without works is dead. So Noah receives these instructions from God. So he has to have the faith that what God is saying is going to happen is going to happen because it took him years of work, right? He had to put in time and go through what? A process, following God's plan, God's blueprint. That took faith for him to even start that. Like, so God presents you with something, a purpose, a plan for your life, something he wants you to do, a gift. And you looking like, God, to be honest, you could have just hit me with the finished product. Like, let's just be real, that's what we want sometimes, Because we want things handed to us in a way that will, you know, relieve us of our duties to do any work. And I think it's important to look at scripture and not just gloss over it, but take a step back and really meditate on this situation with Noah. And it's like, God didn't do it for him. And I think sometimes people have a hard time really in their hearts accepting faith without works is dead. Because we want to think that faith is some magical, mystical in the air type experience where we don't have to do anything, and it's just like God is the genie who comes and grants the wishes and sometimes I think people who feel like faith takes work, they feel like, man, that's too natural, like you're looking at it in too much of a natural sense, like it don't take you doing it and God gonna do everything, but when you really take a step back and look at scripture, you see that Noah needed faith to do the work. So when you think about it, when God gives you a plan, when God, you know, gives you a purpose and a gift, it takes faith to even do the work. Because just by doing the work, you're operating in faith. Why? Because you're building an ark that God told you to build based on something that God told you he was going to do. I want you to take a second and think about how crazy Noah would have looked if it just would have never rained, like you got this cold arc, like it's cold. Like you done built that boy up. It's nice. Like, man, that's sweet. And you know what sidebar, um, you know, in Kentucky, they have the Ark encounter is what it's called. Um, I actually went down there with my family a couple of years ago and we had a great time. Like just going down there and seeing this replica of the arc. If you haven't been down there, I would advise you to go and check it out. It is just An amazing experience. It's a museum, so it's a learning experience. So it's not like, you know, an amusement park. It ain't like an art roller coaster. And I think, you know, we got to get out of this entertainment spirit, you know, in the body of Christ where it's like, if it's not entertaining us, we don't want to put in the time and effort to do it. Now, I'm not saying that there's still not worth some, you know, maybe some fun aspects about it, but it wasn't a roller coaster. It wasn't just something to distract you and like, oh, yeah, that was cool. It's like, no. This is a learning experience, I think, in a fun family way. And so, although the Ark Encounter is not sponsoring this show, they have not sent me a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Which they can. I welcome Christian organizations like the Ark Encounter to reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? And let's get a partnership going. Oh, yeah. All right? For more information on sponsorship opportunities for Inspire God's People, please email Jermaine at Wilson music at gmail.com Again, that is Jermaine Wilson Music at gmail.com
1: Back to my point.
0: How crazy would it have been if Noah built this ark and it never rained? When you really think about it, y'all, if we just gonna be real with ourselves, that's the true challenge of faith. That's that true struggle that we go through when we are having faith. We have to know that this is the Lord telling us to do what we're doing. And Noah knew because the information came straight from God. And I think it's very important to read the word to make sure that you're hearing from God. You know, some people are always questioning, you know, how come this person can hear from God and I can't. And I always say, listen, here's the surefire way to hear from God. Read his word because that's him talking. It's inspired by him, right? It's his word. When I want to know what God is saying, I have to go to his word. Because unfortunately in this world, you're getting your information from other people. I'm telling you, look, even on this show, that's why I try to have scripture involved. If I say something, go and read the word in a sound way. But you got to go and learn how to read the word. This stuff gets very complex. It's not just a simple answer to every question. It takes work, right? Right. That's work, that's too much work for some of us. Like, man, read the word. No, I just rather my pastor tell me whatever he wanna tell me. But unfortunately, it's just too much information out there. Some of us go to YouTube, House of Faith in Christ, and it's like, well, you can't trust every pastor on YouTube. Look, I can't even get through every pastor on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a little excited, I gotta calm down. This is a calm segment, Jermaine, keep it cool. My point is that faith is so vital to our relationship with God, and it's just super important that we're going down the right path with it. Like, we can't play with faith, and a lot of people play with faith, a lot of preachers play with faith. Just in general, in Christianity, we play around with that topic because it's easy to kind of manipulate, you know what I mean? And that's just something that I take so seriously because when you're talking to people, this is their real life, and so when you're encouraging someone in the word and with the word, you have to be sure that this is lining up with what the Lord wants to do. Because it's like, hey man, last thing I want to do is be out here falsely prophesying to someone. Because God doesn't do that. We know that his word doesn't come back to him void. So if he tells you to build the ark, then I'm telling you it's going to rain because God said it. And that's the true essence of faith. And so we all have to sit back and ask ourselves, what is my ark? What is the thing that God is having me to build? And am I rushing the ark? You know what I mean? like Because the ark and your gift and your purpose is something so special. It's something so fragile. It's something so important and vital to your well-being and your family's well-being and your overall legacy that you can't afford to rush it. And that's why we're always talking about what? Say it for me. The process, 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 hey, Brother, Brother Brother hey. We're always talking about the process because what I'm trying to do is get you to slow down a little bit. Slow down and keep going, if that makes sense. I don't want you to stop. I just want you to breathe sometimes because we find ourselves chasing worldly success. I get it. I understand. It's, it's so many people encouraging you to do that and just go, 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 go and do it. And you know what? It's, this is, look, this show is like quality control, Christian quality control. There we have it. I want you to do a little quality control on your purpose, on your gift, on your business, on your relationship with Christ. And here's why. Have you ever purchased something that was rushed? Oh, let me tell you what happened yesterday. Now I hate when I can't give the like the name of the businesses because I just don't want to have no conflict of interest. You know what I mean? I, I do a lot of business and I can't have something like throwing a, a company under the under the bus and I'm trying to do business with them in the future. I don't know, so I, I'm just re- very uh, mindful of that. I guess you could say. But I went and grabbed a pizza yesterday. Don't judge me fitness people out there. I got a couple of fitness people that listen to this show, and I don't want to offend you um, with the pizza sauce, the bread, and the pepperoni. right? I don't want that to throw you off. But I, I went to this particular restaurant because I haven't had their pizza in probably over a year, maybe a year and a half, let's call it. And I'm like, man, I got a taste for such and such. And you know how pizza is. It's an interesting thing because all pizza is made the same, but it tastes different. You got sauce, you got cheese, you got bread, and you got pepperoni. And yet, every single pizza restaurant makes it different. Low key, it's a word up in there somewhere, but we going to leave that alone. Back to my story. I go and get this pizza, and you know how your taste buds are just like ready for something. It's like, "Oh, this about to be crazy. We about to us oh, just me and the pizza, you know what I'm saying?" And I get it. And I'm gonna be honest, y'all. The disappointment that you have when something isn't up to your standard of quality. Like, I get this joint and I'm like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, so they doing the greasy pepperoni cheese, nah. Cause this particular place is a premium place where the pizza, you could depend on it to look and taste good. I like mine to look good. You know that that matters to me how I look. And they had like, I don't know, it was some green stuff on there that I wasn't used to. I actually took it in the car, opened the box, looked at it with the sad kid face, walked back in there and was like, yeah, um, what what's this? And she was like, oh, that's the garlic butter sauce. And I just had this look of like, when you tell your kid they can't get ice cream today, I was just like, oh, uh, all right. And I closed the box and got in the car, And it was the worst pizza I've ever had in my life from this particular restaurant. And you know why? Because the quality wasn't there. Now, I don't know if they've changed how they make pizza in the last year and a half, or if it's just this location that went rogue and they're making it how they want to. But here's my point. That pizza wasn't right and they cut corners. And what I don't want you to do when you're building your arc, your purpose, your gift, Your life, whatever God has called you to, is to cut corners and then have leaks in the ark, right? Because when you think about it for Noah, that was the difference between life and death. You know, like he couldn't take his family out there in those flooded waters and be like, oh, I forgot to screw on the back door. Or, oh yeah, that one ain't tight enough because I was tired that day. And so... We have to have quality control because with your gift, it's something serious. With your purpose, it's something serious that you can't afford to go out into the world and you cut corners and you didn't sit down long enough to have the Lord minister to you and give you clear direction.
1: Clear direction. Clear direction. Clear direction. direction.
0: Today's show is sponsored by Neil Down Productions. Look, you guys know Lavelle Neal as the uninvited guest of Inspire Guys People. But guess what? He's actually the founder of Neil Down Productions. This is a Christian production company. Lavelle also has a degree in theater from Wayne State University. Unfortunately, I can't kick him out of his own business, so I'm forced to promote it. What I want you to do is check out NeilDownProductions.com, and you can learn all about what he does. Here's what I could tell you right now. He has a couple of great plays that he's written and produced, and I'm looking forward to him bringing them back. Now, last time I talked to him, he told me he was bringing some plays back for 2019. Let's hold him today. Check out nealdownproductions.com, N-E-A-L, D-O-W-N, productions, you know how to spell that, right? Dot com. I don't have to spell out dot com, do I? Come on, I'm dealing with educated individuals here. Do me a favor, visit the website, tell my friend Lavelle Neal that he needs to bring his play back this year. I don't care if it's the beginning of the year, I don't care if it's the middle of the year or the end, but do it this year. Tell him how you feel. NealDownProductions.com. And he's still getting kicked out of, the show. He he sho- out of the shower. Jay Will, Jay, 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 what up? What up? Oh my God! Man, why you coming here? Who are you running from, bro? I, th- I thought somebody was following me, man. What's wrong with you, man? Nothing. I just needed a way to get in. What up, man? <laughs> you know what? I don't like that. I don't like that you just literally lied to me I, on the air. Made lie. me think something was going on. That's how you got them to unlock the door today.
2: All right, I got you. Hey, hey you know sometimes, you know sometimes. You gotta do what you gotta do.
0: You know what? You and your tricky ways, my brother. I'm taking notes and I'm letting security know that they gotta watch this guy. Dude,
2: so okay, now I was thinking about this. Now this was this was this was back in the 90s.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm getting old, man. I was a kid. Wow. So anyway, I was <laughs> I was thinking about the um the first time I flew. Okay. A kite. No, in an airplane. All right. I can't remember how old I was, but I was like early twenties or whatnot, and I was I was going to Florida, and I had never flown before, and I was by myself. And I went to the airport, and I got on the plane, and I remember I remember sitting down, and I was like super nervous, right? I had never flown before, right? So, I, you know, I you know buckled in or whatnot, and uh, I remember as the as the uh, the plane was about to take off. Anyone that that flies knows it makes these really weird.
0: Sounds Especially when you've never flown before.
2: Yes. I think people who fly all the time just kind of look over those sounds, but me, it was my first time, so I was listening and looking
0: at everything and for everything. I still listen and look at everything, and I've flown quite a bit. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we I, I was sitting there,
2: and, and and as the plane was taking off, it, you know, it, it starts out on the runway, and it's, it's going down, and uh, I do remember this. It was raining that day. It was overcast. It was raining, That's and it not was good. just yeah. I was super super. That made me even even more nervous. So as the as the plane was going down the runway, as it starts to pick up speed, those flaps or whatever I don't know what they're called, the little flap things, dry, I was actually by the. I wish I knew what they were called. The wing, and uh, I saw these little flap things drop, and the, and the plane goes, oh! and I'm like, oh my god, and I re- I remember I remember this vividly. I said, uh. I said, You got me, Lord? And I remember the Lord spoke to my heart and said, I got you. And I was like, okay, cool. And I calmed down. Now get this. This was this was really, really amazing. So the plane takes off. And I'm looking out the window, and we're getting higher and higher, but it's raining. And I'm looking at this rain pouring down. And I'm like, wow, this was a really bad day to fly. But as the plane kept going up, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I you know what? You, you need you an know, organ. You, yes, you need you need to get an organ in your studio, man. And we need to have Red come and play uh, behind me or something. But as the as the as the plane was going up, I remember we went into the clouds and they were still dark. And you could see lightning flashing. Wow. And then a few seconds later, we went above the clouds. And dude, when we got up above the clouds, it wasn't raining anymore. Man. Now I know that makes absolutely no sense because people are like, well, duh, the rain comes from the clouds. Right. I didn't know, but get this: when we got that Detroit when, public school <laughs>
0: education, man, it's just.
2: dude, when we got up there, the sun was still out. The top of the clouds were white and fluffy. They looked so good, like it literally looked like you could jump out of the plane and bounce on the clouds. Like it was amazing, and I started to think, wow. A lot of times when we're going through something, we're on the wrong side of the clouds. We're looking up at the rain when what we need to do is position ourselves above the situation where everything is peaceful. Everything is normal.
0: That's a mindset shift, though. Mm. That's like such a mindset shift on how we view situations. Mm-hmm. and how we experience things. Because in this life, the reality of it is every single person has challenges. Mm-hmm. Every person has rainy days. And I was thinking about something recently. Um, I was actually kicking it with Gabe on the phone. Okay. I was talking to Gabe and I was telling him there's this lady at the gym that I go to and she refuses to speak to me.
1: Mm.
0: And it's very interesting to me because I try to speak to people when I go into places, especially when I'm in somewhere, you know, three to four days a week. And you clearly know who I am. I clearly know who you are. Um, And the lady is, she's somewhat older. um, And I noticed that whenever I'm walking in the gym, she works at the front desk. She always tries to position herself to be doing something else. Okay. Now, here's the thing about it. I actually speak to her every single day, okay. even though she doesn't speak to me mm-hmm. now internally, i'm gonna be honest, it's a little frustrating, right, and you can almost find yourself you know getting a little upset mm-hmm. but what the Lord really put on my heart was don't let someone else their action control your behavior mm. and so even though She's trying to bring the rain and the mm-hmm. storm and mm-hmm. the lightning. The Lord is allowing me to see it from a different perspective. Yeah. Why? Because I don't know why it's raining. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in her life. I don't know what her issue may be with me. I, I could remind her of someone. But what I what I said I was gonna do is keep speaking anyway. Okay. And it's at least this week alone, I've probably spoken to her three times, and she won't speak. There was one day where I was walking out and I said bye. Now, you got to think, at any given time, there's two to three people at the front. Mm -hmm. Some of the people are nice. Some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. I go there all the time. I know who's nice. I know who isn't. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to let how they are dictate how I am. Mm -hmm. And I think so many times in this life, what ends up happening is when we see rain outside, Mm -hmm then we have a, a a different mentality versus when it's a sunny day. Mm, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. here's the example I have. In the wintertime here in Michigan, it get dark <laughs> super early. Yes, it does. And that makes you more tired. Mm. Right? Do- doesn't it just make you automatically more tired because it's dark outside? Well, I'm a night owl. Okay, if you were normal, yes, it makes, it yeah, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. normal people tired. Mm-hmm. But my point is this. Sometimes we have to fight hard when our environment is saying something should be one way. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to fight the forecast mm-hmm. and be like, "I know it's raining, I know it's storming outside, but be happy. Mm-hmm. It's hard. When it's sunny outside, everybody smiles.
2: right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's amazing, man. Like that 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 experience changed my life because I was only like 21, 22 years old. And I thought when it rained, I thought it was raining from outer space all the way down to earth. I don't right. you know, I don't know. I, and uh I didn't know that it literally was just the uh, clouds and that you can position yourself above those situations and look at things from a different perspective.
1: That's and
2: that's why, in Colossians okay. chapter three, verses one and two, this really blessed me. It says, "If you then are risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the
0: earth. Okay, and here's what that makes me think of it makes me think of, you know, let's take my grandmother, Mm -hmm. right? Because she passed back in 2000. So she's been gone quite a long time. Mm -hmm. But I still. Think about her, I still Mm -hmm. miss her, right? And one of the things that happens in this life is we don't know what to do with bad situations, right? And now you're talking about focusing on things above. And that's, again, that's a literal Mm thing in focusing on God. And I believe that that's also a mentality to have the ability and the discipline and the fortitude to focus on God when it's raining. Mm -hmm. Because There's so much going on down here. Sometimes the question for us is like, how can I focus on God Mm -hmm. when I'm dealing with all this? Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with my crazy kids and my Mm -hmm. crazy family and my bills and my job. And there's so many things. The rain comes in so many forms down here Mm -hmm. that it becomes hard for us to see it any other way. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's nothing but rain in the earth. And even to take your example of flying up through Mm -hmm. the clouds. A different perspective is when you travel on a road trip,
1: because
0: uh-huh. there's been time that I've driven through multiple states and experienced three or four different types of forecasts, depending on where I was at. Right. And a lot of times, what's happening is if it's raining here in Michigan, I'm assuming everybody is it's raining everywhere. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. like, no, that's not the case. You might have to get out of Michigan. You yes. might have to reposition yourself mm-hmm. uh, to to see things differently. And I just think it's so important to be able to say, okay, my grandmother passed. Instead of being mad about it, a different mentality is how can I honor her? Mm -hmm. How can Mm -hmm. I honor her in her death and make sure that I'm taking the things that she taught me along with my parents, of course, but the things that she gave me while she was here, Mm -hmm. how can I take those and make something good out of it and do some things that I know would make her proud? That's not always an easy mentality to have. And you may have to reposition yourself to be able to see it that way.
2: Yeah. So repositioning literally can be vertical or horizontal. Exactly. You know, and, and I don't know if you ever experienced this. I've only once, maybe, maybe twice where you talked about how it was maybe raining in Michigan, but not in Ohio or something like that. I've actually seen it twice. I believe it was twice once for sure, but I believe it was twice, where it was raining on one side of the street and not on the other side of the street. Wow. I could literally walk out of the rain over to the other side of you the street, what? and it wasn't raining anymore. You
0: know what, man? That neighborhood you in, bro, I don't know <laughs> what y'all are doing down there, what they feeding y'all at. The... Listen, man, you got to come to the other side of town, bro. I ain't never heard of that in my life.
2: <laughs> well, you was... do, well, you do know that rain ends at some point.
0: No, no, So I, I, wherever that rain ends, if you just get on the other side of okay, it. Okay, so I've seen it on the freeway. Again, mm-hmm. driving. And I'm not even talking state to state. I'm talking mm-hmm. from 9 mile to 8 mile. <laughs> right. I've been driving before on 696. And literally, it's like, you can almost see it sometimes, depending on how the weather is. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can kind of see it coming and when you go, go in and out of it, you can look behind you and see like, wow, it's raining back there. And mm-hmm. again, how foolish are we sometimes when we allow ourselves just to stay in a bad place without repositioning ourselves mm. so that we can see something different? Cause you talk about even seeing or experiencing or hearing from God and things like that, we're focusing on God. A lot of times the frequency is just off, man. Mm. Like if you want to, some people are listening right now, to this show on the radio, uh-huh. and they have to be on a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. If they change mm-hmm. that knob, just, just press it one time, the tuner, and go to a different frequency, they will hear something totally different. Mm-hmm. In order for them to hear Inspire Guys people right now, they have to be on the frequency. And a lot of times for us, we on the wrong station wondering why we can't hear God.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. Here, here in, uh, here in the in in uh De- in the, in Detroit, uh, we have a you know a gospel radio station, and they ended up switching to a different uh, station that that has a little less less power. So sometimes mm. you you'll be listening to the gospel station, and you may stop at a light, and all of a sudden it'll be a different station, different type of music that's not even gospel. Wow. And then as soon as you pull back off the gospel station comes back in Mm. that's really amazing to me like like you talked about the frequency and positioning frequency and positioning and
0: power and because you said they don't have as much power and so right what ends up happening man is i think it's so important as christians to put ourselves in a position and this is a daily thing like by no means am i just saying like I have reached the perfect right. position and I yeah. never know what happens in life is sometimes you have to move from a place and you have to know when to move. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get caught up and when you're not hearing from God, you don't know if you should be starting something or stopping something. You don't know like, all right, what should I be doing right now? Because you're not positioned to hear from God. And that could be from the people you have around you from the things you're watching on TV, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the things you're doing. I mean, I've talked on this show about David and how mm-hmm. he was supposed to be away at war, Yeah, right? And because he wasn't, he, he was not positioned properly mm-hmm. and found himself at home walking on the roof and, you know, sees Bathsheba. And he never would have saw her mm-hmm. if he was in the right position. And you, we have to know our role. We have to stay in our role. And again, it might rain sometimes. You might find yourself out of position. I might find myself out of position. It's a constant thing that you have to be working on. To if it, and you got to know, like, hey, something ain't right. This ain't the station I was tuned in mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Don't allow yourself to keep listening to that yeah. station if that's not the one you were tuned into. You know, you, men-
2: you mentioned David and, and Bathsheba. Um If. If Bathsheba wasn't taking a bath, would she have just
0: been called Sheba? Sheba. It was in her name, bro. I told the people, I preached that uh, last <laughs> month, and I was like, her name was Bath, bro. <laughs>
1: like,
0: you, you just, you got to, like, come on, man. Sometimes, sometimes the situation got the name on it. Like, you got to, man, you got to get out of that situation. So, no, I think it's very important for us to... Reposition ourselves, man, and and know like there are times that we can't be, you know, trying to approach something the way that the world approaches it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that. Thinking above versus thinking earthly, mm-hmm. that might also mean like this situation comes up, all these social issues and different things in the world that are coming up and the way that we are called to think about things as Christians. Is not going to be from the same angle that the world is always thinking through things, and I'm honestly been seeing so many Christians get caught up and allow themselves to get caught up in the way that the world thinks through things and lose track of the position that we're supposed to be in as believers. Wow,
2: that was powerful. All right, man, I think it's time for you to go, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, next week. And, well, well, okay, what would you
0: do if if I what is the what happens? Well, you don't, you don't know how to run this show, man. I I, I would I would do um I would exactly. go to exactly yeah. Everyone, do me a favor and say goodbye, Lavelle. Goodbye, Lavelle. Goodbye, Lavelle. All right, goodbye, get out, brother. Lavelle. The whole world just said bye to you. How does that feel? <laughs> See you later, man. What? What? in the world is up with people who have bad memories? I'm talking b-b-b-b-bad. b right, so a couple things before I get to the real point. This really happened to me the other day because before I talk about someone else, I got to talk about my own bad memory at times. Here's the situation with me. When I'm doing too much, you know what I'm saying? That's when I can get kind of like blank absent-minded that's the word i see i almost had a messed up memory right there couldn't even think of the word so the other day i had a full-blown photo shoot this week right and i get in the car and i'm driving and i'm like yep i got everything like i'm good and you know what i looked at my hand when it was on the steering wheel i'm like yo where's my wedding ring at and if i don't have my wedding ring that means i don't have my watch means I don't have none of my jewelry, which I'm not like a jewelry person like that for real, but I have like little minor accessories that kind of finish the whole ordeal for me. That's how I am, like the little bitty minor bracelet, that's doing everything, like that's making me feel dope. So of course I had to do a full photo shoot with no wedding ring, like no jewelry at all. And I felt weird, it felt odd. And the dilemma was, I don't like going back and doing stuff again. So once I'm out the house, even if I'm like 10 blocks away, two minutes, whatever, like I don't like going backwards. So I like going forward at all times and I'm dead serious. This is super weird. But I, if I forget something at the crib, oh, it's forgotten. I'm not trying to go back on no level. And you know who else has a bad memory sometimes? Tiff. My wife, man, she does not remember people though. Like, she specifically doesn't remember people. And I'm talking, like, it's bad. There are times we're in public, and somebody walk up to me like, yo, what up, blah, blah, blah. Like, we like, whatever. whatever. And Tiff just, like, cold-blooded with it. She'll act like, right in front of the person, like, oh, uh, who is this? And I'm like, oh, no, no. You supposed to know this person. Don't say it now, Tiff. Don't say it now. Like, my man was just at the crib with us for dinner two months ago, and you don't remember them. You know what I'm saying? We literally just was in the studio with old girl for seven hours and you don't remember her. And people be hurt because they like know her. They be like, hey, Tim. And she's like, who are you? And I'm like, who are you? Hey, hey. Man, it's bad. But neither one of those situations are why I wanted to talk about bad memories today. So let me start this off with a question. Have you ever had to re-meet somebody? You know, like how I said Tiff, like how she hit people off with the remeet. like you didn't, you didn't met this person and you asking who they are, but I'm talking about taking it one step further when the person doesn't remember you. So they treat you literally like you brand new. Like they don't do the whole like, Oh wait, do we know each other? Like they not catching on with the fact that like, yo, you supposed to know me. You get what I'm saying? This really happened to me the other day and here's the bad thing. I really can't say who this is because I don't want to like it's complex. So let me try to, how can I talk about this? All right. There's this pastor, right? And, um, I was working with some of the sound equipment at his church and like, he's seen me at least four times in the last few months, like literally four times. And I look the same the as I did, you know, like a couple months ago, like it's it's still me. And so what I'm saying is like, from the first time we met to the, to the day that we seen each other in this situation happen, it's only been like two or three months. Like we haven't had our initial meeting more than three months ago. So my thing is like, if you just met me three months ago, and you seen me at least three to four times. How is it possible that you're forgetting me this quick? So I'm working with the sound equipment or whatever, and he had upgraded some of his computers up there. So it's like cool, you know. He was coming to kind of show me some things, which that's a whole nother situation when people try to show you stuff that you already know. I'm like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, um, my computer better than that. Like, no, I ain't really say that, but it's like bruh, you trying to teach me how to use something that, like, I have this. Like, this is, like, an easy version of what I do. And so you have to sit there sometimes and be humble and say, yeah, yeah, I, uh, wow, how did you do that? Whoa. My golly. Anyway. So he's up there explaining this stuff, and then he gets done explaining to me, and he shakes my hand, and he's like, yeah, so, you know, Cool, it sounds like you got everything. Good luck. Um, you know, what's your name? I'm like, Jermaine. And this is when it hit me bad, y'all. He said, nice to meet you. And I just looked and it's like, ha- have you ever like said words in shock so they didn't like fully come out when you tried to say it? It's like, nice to meet you. and I'm like, so you mean to tell me we literally just re-met and it kind of irritated me because I'm like, bro, I just saw you like, how do you not know me? And it's awkward because it's, it make me feel like I'm lying when I say, when I hit him with the nice to meet you too, I felt bad y'all. I felt convicted for that. Like, I literally felt like I should have been like, hey, excuse me, sir, Um, you out your mind, but we already know each other. But it's kind of awkward because it's like, how do you tell someone that they already know you? And I'm just legit sitting here thinking like, my man might be out his mind. (laughs) Like, he might be crazy. So I'm going to just go ahead and let him think that we just meeting for the first time. But I really want to know, like, what do y'all do in those situations? Like, when you have to re-meet someone, I know some people just super bold with it, and they, like, y'all probably just, like, call them on the carpet about it. Like, no, nah, brother, uh-uh, I rebuke you. No, nah, you, re- you supposed to remember me. You know, some of y'all are deep. So I ain't, you know, I'm a little more lenient and try to be understanding and think through stuff. That's really one of my problems, is that I think in real time. What I mean by that is there are times I have a delayed reaction to stuff because I'm actually thinking while it's happening. Like, And then I'll leave the whole scene and then like almost want to go back five minutes later like, oh wait, I just had a chance to think about it. It was some other stuff I was supposed to say when, when we just re-met. And I'm looking at dude like, look, at the end of the day, if you out here re-meeting people, you got to get your stuff together. Because I'm not lying, man. I was judging, homie. I'm looking at him like, look, bro, you stressed. You need to go rest. You need to go chill out, kick your feet up. You working a little too hard, bro. Don't kill yourself out here. Because if you don't remember me, what else in life are you slacking on? That's how I feel about it. Like, your normal memory can't be that bad. This is a level of crazy that then tapped into you that's got you all mixed up. So look, if you out there re-meeting people... I need you to get your life together. I need you to get focused. And you gotta remember people, look, I'm not gonna lie while I'm saying that though, I'm horrible with names. I will forget your name right after you say it. Has that ever happened to you? And this is like, in my line of work, it is very important to remember names and stuff. Like, So it's like, I'll literally be in a meeting, if I'm in, oh, if it's three of y'all in the meeting, I'm messed up right now. I'm like, wait a minute, Sam? hold on, hold on, John? Wait, wait, who's who, what's your name, bro? <laughs> like, can, can you hit me with the name again? And whenever you can't fully remember something, nobody ever says the name again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute, why won't nobody say, say his name? Like him, who is that? I hate when that happens to me, man. And it's like, you just stuck there. And now when you want to talk to that person, you just gotta be like, hey, yo, my man. like, because I'm supposed to know your name. It's hard talking to somebody when you're supposed to know their name. You do know that, right? Like, you don't know really what to say. Like, hey, yo, I see you, fam. All right, bro. Like, it's real hard to talk to people when you can't remember their name. But look, let's get our lives together. Let's remember names. This stuff is important for business. Like, as an entrepreneur, for real, this is something that I really try to get better at it's like remembering names now a face i never forget a face i could have saw you 12 years ago if i see you today i'm gonna be like hey like do i know you from somewhere and i do that too like i'm that guy like i hate thinking stuff and not seeing it so i'm the person that's like hey do i know you you know what i'm saying it's almost like you feel like you grown but you feel like you in trouble when somebody do that don't you hey do i know you just do it to somebody one day. And watch how they react. They gonna react like they in trouble, and they grown and everything. They pay all their own bills. They not behind on their car, no to nothing. But if you hit them with the, hey, do I know you? I know you. They gonna I know be messed up. It's time to pray, Lavelle. Can I get you to come back, brother, and pray for the people? I think we've talked about some great things today. And you know, man, if you could pray about, you know, just anger and frustration. You know, like we talked about being above the clouds, you know, and let's just pray that God's people are able to do that.
2: Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, asking for your help. Lord, we know that the devil, our enemy, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We know that he wants to do everything he can to frustrate us, to make us angry to make us bitter, to hold in resentment. But Father, we ask for your help. We ask, Father, that you help us to cast our burdens on you because you care for us. Forgive us of our anger. Forgive us of our malice. Forgive us of those things that identify us more with the world than they do with you. Wash us, cleanse us, and help us to be stronger men and women of God that when the devil comes to throw things in our face to trip us up and to to anger us, to irritate us and to annoy us, that we'll be able to realize that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places help us to remember and to call on your name knowing that you care for us we thank you so much that you're going to release us into joy and we thank you for god in jesus name amen
0: amen amen Amen. thank you lavelle wonderful prayer i uh, really hope and pray that that helps someone it's time for the J Will music song of the day. Today's song is Run From Fame. Fame. Frontin' and misleading everybody. It's on my album, God Knows My Art. You know what it is. Alright, this is it right here, man. New definition of fame, man. Frontin' and misleading everybody. Why is everybody so famous? We've been broke so long, we worship to come up. The things we run into, are the things we should run from. Chasing these fantasies. Feeling stuck in reality. We've been broke so long, we worship to come up. The things we run into, are the things we should run from. Chasing these fantasies feeling stuck in reality. Uh, We've been broke so long, feel like hope is gone. That's when one of us makes it, all of us fakes it. Looks like open arms till you walk and close that door. Really, it's open palms. They need money, shoes, clothes. But you don't give them nothing till you see them cameras on. When them cameras off, your reply is sorry, bro. It's gone, I got nothing for you. Well, that's fame for you. I drop no names for you. I'm just trying to let my light shine. Got no shade for you. Nah. I ain't trying to throw no shit, nah uh, I'm content with my content, I'm sober and I'm conscious The only substance that's within me is not seen Faith, I'm so afraid to walk away uh, yeah. So the truth is my flesh really wants to be known But my spirit man is holding his own We've been broke so long, we worship to come up we run into all the things we should run from. Chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck in reality. We've been broke so long, we worship to come up. The things we run into are the things we should run from. Chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck in reality. I may not live the lifestyle of the rich and famous. My life ain't everything that I had anticipated. They told me, ball, till I fall, and I thought about it. But in the end, that just wasn't pleasing to my father. In the end, it was more the life that getting ends. Because when it ends, you will not be buried in the bins. Your realest friends ain't the ones that's there to help you spin. How they your friends if they leave you buried in your sins? Buried in your debt, now they think you living fresh But they will leave you by yourself when there's nothing left Your homies claim they some ride or dies But really when you die, they just want your ride You know the one with them suicide doors I kill my flesh with these suicide bars You went from barely getting a girlfriend Not every girl wants you, even your girlfriend We've been broke so long, we worship to come up we run into all the things we should run from, chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck in reality, Bloody. we've been broke so long, we worship to come up, the things we run into are the things we should run from, chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck we in reality, we live in a new age, new books new chapters new page new rappers new actors new mics and new stage new world new order new christians new gays no front and no fame i'll run away i'll run away run away way way i'll run away run away way way and you know i come back better better than i ever ever was i never settled for whatever whatever Every moment is a Kodak when you know that never hold back. I'm going to go back with a flow that'll hit him in soul and then make a demon roll back so that they won't go back. No pain, no lack, no hate. My God is the giver of gifts. He's bigger than fame. No team, no budget, no planning, no vision can change. It's written since the beginning. No limits and change can stop him because the impossible lives in his name. Every unprofitable imposter can settle for fame. We've been broke so long. We worship to come up. We run into all the things we should run from. Chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck in reality. We've been broke so long when we worship to come up. The things we run into are the things we should run from. Chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck in reality. Can go grab that right now, it's on my album, God Knows My Art. Just search that anywhere, just Google it, J. Will Music, God Knows My Art, run for fame. Go get it. Guys, people, thank you for listening to the number one show in my mind. Look, y'all, I'm on the radio now, so you can catch me on these stations, Saturday, 2 p.m. Central on 106.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee, 90.5 FM, Madison, Mississippi, 91.7 FM, Tupelo, Mississippi, 89.5 FM, Columbia, Mississippi, 91.7 FM, Decatur, Mississippi, 91.5 FM, Norwood, Georgia, and urbanfamilytalk.com. That's every Saturday, 2 p.m. Central. Y'all know what's up. You can also catch me on jwillmusic.com any day of the week. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Listen, if you don't like this show, just Just act act like like you like it. it.